Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the How To Girl podcast. As always, I'm your host, Eliana. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest with us today. I had the one and only Bria Stewart on the podcast. And you guys, I just loved our conversation. I really did. Her and I have been friends online for at least like three years now. And (laughs) we talked about this actually in the episode, but I actually edited this part out. So I'll say it now. But her and I originally followed each other because we were both Scorpios, or at least that's why she followed me. But I'm like 90% sure that was like a big thing for me as well when I had come across her page um, because I just love coming across my Scorpio sisters. I really do. And I know that's kind of a cheesy phrase, but you know what? It made sense. It felt right. <laughs> and for those of you who are like, Eliana, so cool. We love this for you. But who is this chick? I got you. For starters, I just want to set the tone and say, we love Bria. We really do. Shout out to Bria. Um, but Bria is our LA girly. Love that. Really, I do. She is a model, actress, YouTuber, TikToker. You already know the vibes, but she's more known for her manifestation content on YouTube and TikTok. What I love about Bria is Bria gives a lot of practical and manifestation advice, but in a way that is very focused on self-improvement instead of necessarily manipulating somebody else's emotions. So you'll get the tea on her. She's great. I think you guys will really like her. We had definitely had a very insightful conversation and throughout the episode, you'll see we kind of bounce from topic to topic. Some of those topics included overcoming religious trauma. And I just want to say, I think Bria was so brave to share her experience with me. And she also made some really great points in how religious trauma and manifestation more specifically if you feel like you cannot manifest or even if you really want to believe in your manifestations like there's just something within you that maybe you know and maybe you don't know like blocks you and you just can't so she gives a lot of great advice when it comes to uh, that conversation we also talk about how to manifest relationships into our lives but what i love love loved about that part of the episode was a lot of the advice that her and I were feeding back and forth with each other. A lot of it was centered around self-work, and I don't want to give away too much of the episode. I'm like on this tangent, I'm like, wait, wait, people need to listen. So, But those are just some highlights from today's episode. So I really hope you guys enjoy it and you listen. Be sure to check out Bria and all of her content. I'll have her social channels linked in today's episode show notes. Be sure to rate the show five stars because you know I love you if you do. So grab a glass of wine or grab your headphones and go on your hot girl walk. Or if you're even feeling it, spark one up if you know what I mean. And without further ado, you guys, let's welcome our guest, Bria Stewart, to the How To Girl podcast. Bria, hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. This is so cool and exciting. I know we were uh, talking earlier about how this is a long time coming, just like us sitting down and having a conversation just because we've been um, online friends for many years. So when did your spiritual journey kind of block us to your start of all of it? Oh my gosh. It's kind of hard to say because now that I'm more educated about manifesting the law of attraction and stuff, I feel like I've been manifesting literally my entire life. And so I, I, can't really pinpoint 
the start, but I really started like getting on manifesting TikTok and stuff in like late 2019. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what does this mean? And I ended up um, looking up like Neville Goddard and the law of attraction and law of assumption and all this stuff and just like super getting into it during the pandemic. Yeah. I feel like it was like pandemic times that just got me into it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. My spiritual journey began with, like, end of 2019 as well. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and I think a lot of our, a lot of us can relate to that. I think that was also a very distinct time in history for obvious reasons, but also from, like, a spiritual aspect. Like, I feel like collectively we were all shifting. Um, like, there was a huge, like, spiritual awakening we were all experiencing on like a conscious level so yeah. yes a lot of like alone time with our thoughts and I think that's what kind of like forced me to just like re-examine my life in general and then it led me down that yeah. path yeah are you someone who enjoys the quiet like can you sit like with your thoughts alone like or are you kind of someone you're like no I rather just kind of like have a time to place for that no I love sitting alone with my thoughts I love just like sitting in silence and burning my incense and writing in my journal or just like I I am alone with my thoughts all the time like in the shower I'm not someone I don't listen to music I literally just get in the shower and I just think for like 20 minutes literally so I can I can get behind that in the same way like I like to just kind of sit with myself sit with my thoughts and kind of be in peace and quiet like I reset a lot of ways Totally. That might be like a Scorpio thing. I don't know. I feel like we're very cerebral. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because actually I was going to get there because yes, you are my Scorpio sister and I love that. That's another reason that I've been looking forward to this conversation um, just because usually with Scorpio women, I always tend to get along with. And it's and it's funny because like, you know, at first, it's only really been within the last two years that I've started coming across Scorpio women, you never know when you meet people, especially someone who shares the same sun sign as you do, because I know there's a lot of conversation between October Scorpios versus November Scorpios. And do you agree to that at all? Do you, what's your thoughts on that? Do you have any? Oh my God. I actually, I feel like I don't know a lot of Scorpios in real life. Like I, when I found your Instagram, I followed you because you were a Scorpio. (laughs) Like I needed more Scorpio energy. (laughs) But I do think that there is a difference. Like, even between my fiancé's a Leo and my mom is also a Leo, um, and they're August Leos, and then my sister is a July Leo, Mm -hmm. and even they are so different. I feel like the August Leos are a lot more chill. So I feel like there is something to that. Like, the November Scorpios feel to me more like the stereotypical, like, passionate, intense Scorpio. And the October ones are, like, more chill. I, you know what, I'll agree to that, and not just because I'm an October Scorpio, but because I will say I do notice that there is a different level of intensity, and I think from, like, an astrological standpoint, I wonder if that could be related to the fact of, like, the later you go, the closer you get to Sagittarius season, right? Like, I wonder if a lot of those Scorpios have a lot of that contrasting energy because they're making that transition. I don't know. Yeah, that totally makes sense, actually. I'm not, like, super well-versed on the astrology front. I know that you know, like, your house and, like, all of that. I have no idea what's going on there. I just know my sun sign, my rising, and my moon sign. And I'm just like, yep, it makes sense. Right. Okay, wait, what is your big three? So I'm obviously a Scorpio sun. I'm a Taurus moon and a Leo rising. Oh, gosh. Okay, I love I'm a Leo rising as well. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm a Capricorn moon though. 
So. Oh, interesting. So what does that what does that mean? Like if you're a Capricorn moon? So essentially with like where your moon sign rules, like your motion, intuition, X, Y, Z, when it's just placed in a sign, you're just going to go take on the characteristics of that element within that moon sign. So like, for example, where my moon is in like an earth sign, I'm going to prefer the security and comfort of my home, just like kind of like earthy elements, things that like connect me back to my roots, my nature, just who I am. Because that's in, that's intuitively how I feel more comfortable versus somebody who maybe was like a fire sign or had like their moon in a fire element. Like they would probably feel a lot more comfortable and energized being out around like people or like recharging their batteries by going to like an event, which like would be total opposite for me. So yeah. Right. But people might assume that you might like that stuff because of your Leo rising. Like people yeah. think that I'm more extroverted than I am, I think. But in reality, I just like to stay at home and like not talk to anyone ever. Kind of switching topics, though, about misconceptions around spirituality. What are some misconceptions around manifestation, in your opinion? Okay. I feel like I annoy people when I say this, but I think that a lot of people think that manifesting is, I think it in my head that I have a million dollars, and then the next day a million dollars just drops on your lap and you're a millionaire, And I really do think that in order for your manifestations to come true, in order for you to attract those things, you have to live in the end and put yourself in the mindset of someone who has it. And the person who has the things that you want, they work for them. Like if you're manifesting a relationship, when you're in a happy, healthy relationship, like that still requires work. When you have the dream job, that still requires trying. Like you have to be applying. You have to put yourself in the end. So I don't know. I don't know if that's like just my experience of the feedback that I've gotten on my content. But I feel like there's a lot of like, I don't know, when I say that you have to work for what you're manifesting, there's a lot of you just have limiting beliefs. And it's like, it's not, I don't feel limited by that. That's just like real. No, exactly. I, I agree. I think your behavior needs to align with, you know, the kind of person you would like to be or like the kind of life you're trying to like quote unquote manifest for yourself you're right like just like wishing happy thoughts like in a perfect world yeah <laughs> that would be great but it's like I would love that it's like dry as that um yeah yeah I think I, that's the main thing I also think that um a lot of times people feel that they are maybe ruining their manifestations by like having a negative thought or doubting themselves or something like that and the truth is that you can never ruin what is truly meant for you. Like no matter how many negative thoughts you have, like what's meant for you is going to happen. I think it's all yeah. about just like acknowledging that negativity and recentering and keeping it moving anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the misconceptions around manifestation is like, yeah, it's just going to fall into your lap. If you just think happy thoughts, if you just like script a few times, like boom. In reality, I feel like manifestation, it's a personal development, but like the scripting, the visualization, the meditation, like those are all rituals and routines mm-hmm. that like are integrated within the practice. So I think it's just like expecting someone just to have everything fall into their lap, just thinking happy thoughts. Like it, it doesn't work like that. You have to be like very clear, you know, yes. with fear and doubt, which I would love for you to talk about that. Have you ever had a point in your manifestations where you're like, okay, I just like, do not think this is going to come. Or like, how do you deal with fear and doubt? What's your advice on? Topic? I definitely experience that all the time. Um, and I think 
Well, there's, it's two things. I think part of it is listening to your intuition and it's like, it takes practice to get in touch with your intuition and know what is your intuition versus your anxiety. But I think that when something's right for you, you will feel it on such an intuitive, deep level that no thought can really penetrate that. So you might have negative thoughts. Like, let's say I'm manifesting, I don't know, that I'm going to get like a new job or something. I might have doubtful moments where I'm like, I keep applying for a new job and I don't get it. Like what's going on? But deep in my heart, if I really kind of listen to my gut, I know that it's meant to be. And so that's kind of like a guiding force. But I also think like the things that you mentioned as far as scripting, you know, visualizing, even revising things that have already happened to you, those things will all maintain your mental state and maintain your positivity and keep you going. Like I notice when I am feeling doubtful about a manifestation, I write in my journal so much more. Like I wrote in my journal for the first time in, I want to say like over a month um, over these past few days. And it's like, okay, the past month, I just haven't felt the need to really recenter in that way. And now that I do, it's just such a good tool. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen to your heart, y'all. You got to listen to your intuition. <laughs> no, I, I agree, though. I do think it takes some time to separate that. I've, I've talked about that before, about like ways to start practicing identifying what's your anxiety, what's your intuition. Um, and in the beginning of my spiritual journey, something I did, I was still in school at the time. So I would kind of test myself and I would... Um, mark an answer like if I was taking like a practice test for example or just like even like one of those quizlets I would immediately click the answer that I intuitively like the first five seconds thought would be right and then like I would just see that I was getting this right and I was like wait okay so that was a small way I started practicing like trusting my intuition versus anxiety and I feel like a lot of people are like well I don't know what it is for me personally I think the first five seconds that's your intuition anything past five seconds is anxiety and like I know people are going to be like, oh, but it's like this, this, this. Like, no. Like, you you don't have to. Very quick. Like, it is very quick. Your first thought or feeling. And I feel like you know it's your intuition because there aren't any real, like, emotions attached to it. It just kind of is what it is. And as Mm -hmm. soon as those emotions start flying in and you get the fear and the shame and whatever, you're like, okay, that's my anxiety. That is not the initial feeling that I had. Right, right. And also, that is so true about, like, not having anxiety about going through a decision because you feel like it's intuitively aligned. And I've actually had this debate within my, you know, my own head <laughs> sometimes, going back to the quiet thoughts there for a second. Um, but I've, I've had this thought of, you know, okay, so what if something that I feel so intuitively right about that's going to happen in the future? Like, what if that's already like a timeline, like that's already happened. Like that's like me, like a future self, like kind of reflecting back at me and be like, Hey, like this is what's, you know, making it bring it to my awareness. And I've, and I've heard that before. I've heard people say that when you experience like deja vu moments, it's like, it's where you like switch timelines. Um, we really want to get like super (laughs) multi-layered. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. And I, and I do resonate with that. You know, there's, even moving to California, like that came as no shock to me. Like the way it all fell together, it was like, whoa, didn't see that one happening because it happened very quickly. But like, if you had asked me three years ago, I mean, well, actually, it's been about two years since I was there. So well, let's say for like four years ago, okay, time goes really fast. Um, But if you had asked me, you know, a few years back, like, and told me like, hey, like, you're gonna go do that. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, like, that makes sense. So that makes sense. I would do that. Um, 
So I have a lot of moments like that. Even now, present day, you know, it's like me moving back to California. It's like I just know in my soul, like I don't know when it is, but like I know that will happen at some time. And when it does, it's gonna be like, okay, yeah, like that makes sense. So I think in a way, like that is me manifesting and the things I'm doing now are in preparation. I mean, it's slow movement, but like set the pave, set the foundation of like my manifestation, you know? Do you For think? sure. And in the background, like you just have that intuitive knowing that it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and every single action that you take is just like slowly inching you along the timeline through what you know is meant for you. What advice do you have for someone who wants to believe in manifestation, but they just can't? It's hard. I feel like to truly believe in yourself, you kind of have to build a foundation of confidence and yeah. kind of like trust in yourself. Going back to self-trust. And yeah, lots of self-trust. I think that this is kind of like where shadow work comes in. Because I feel like I had to really like clear out my shadow and acknowledge all of the fear and shame and negative thoughts that were in there before I was able to really thrive. Because I grew up in a very Christian home where it was like, you do not do tarot, you don't do incense, you don't do spirituality, like you do not manifest anything. God is in charge of everything. You are not in charge of anything. And I really had to unlearn that and like step into my own power. And that's not to say that you know, religion is wrong or like that God doesn't exist or anything like that. I just think it's a matter of kind of unlearning those things that were kind of like suppressing who you truly were like from childhood. And it can be from your parents. It could be from your teachers, from your friends. Like there's so many aspects of, you know, your shadow that I think will like free up the space for you to really step into your own power and kind of see what's really up, what's really meant for you and like kind of figure out how to get it. I think those are all really great points. Do you feel like you have any trauma, like religious trauma, or do you think it was just more about like, you just needed to go, you just needed a time in the future, which like you had now to go and explore religion on your own, in your own terms. So like, even after I stopped like participating, I still had that like I still had those strings of trauma and it wasn't even from my parents necessarily. Like I had like misogynist internalized issues from the church that I was going to. And all of that just needed to be unpacked for me to start manifesting, for me to see my value, like as a woman in society, for me to step into my power as a woman. Like there's so much trauma that I had to get past. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of unlearning. Um, in a lot of ways, you know, going back to my mom for a second, so she actually grew up Mormon in the Mormon church. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And she had me at 18, which is like super frowned upon in uh, the Mormon church. Um, so I think, I think a lot of why her outlook is the way it is today and like why she brought us up on some of like the teachings is because of that unlearning she had to do herself from the church. And again, like how you said, like it wasn't necessarily like a parenting problem it was just like sometimes when you're part of a culture like when you're so ingrained in like you know it's 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 all you know and it's also like a part of like what you identify with in a lot of ways from what you're saying um yeah you know thank you for sharing that because I imagine that has been tough in some ways to kind of be like okay like what's me versus like what do I identify with present day because even if we want to learn like have stuff I mean god girl like I get it like there's a lot of stuff I wish I can learn but it's like a lot of it's truly rooted in my identity just from like uh. the, past my own understanding of consciousness that I don't even understand yet. Right. Like 
there's a part of me I haven't even met yet that's going to be able to understand why some of these blocks come from places. I just haven't arrived there yet. So Wow. I love that. I love that. I, I've never thought of it like that, of like arriving to your future self that can kind of like unpack that because I feel like I kind of like, I don't know, put myself down in a way for not being kind of like ready to unlearn these things. And like, I have these, I don't know, I'll have like a stray thought and be like, oh shit, like that's really messed up. That's like the religious trauma sneaking in (laughs) or whatever, that like judgment or whatever. Um, And it truly just takes like time and growth and perspective to turn it around. Going off of manifestation, I watched some of your YouTube videos, which I love. You're killing it. It was so great. And I noticed one of your more popular videos was a video about how you manifested your now fiance into your life. Um, Kind of give us the backstory about that. How'd you guys meet? How'd you manifest him? Like, give us a D. Love to hear it. Okay. So I said, like, in the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, I was getting into manifesting. So the pandemic hits. I'm like alone with my thoughts at home. I download the apps. Like, of course, I get back on the apps. Fully expecting not to meet anyone because we are literally locked down. Like, I mean, you weren't, I, were you in California at the time that it was like locked down? Okay, it was like locked down. Like, you could not, there were, there was talk that if you like went outside, you would get a ticket. Like, it's bad. So I'm like fully expecting not to meet anyone. And I message, I do this thing where I message a bunch of people and then I get off the app and then I get back on and I'm like overwhelmed by the responses. So yeah, I messaged him and like a few other people and then I get back on a few days later and they like obviously replied. And then I was like, oh my God, this is like too many people. I'm in too deep. And so I get off and I get back on a week later and he had like messaged me a few times and his last message was like, hey, like, I've messaged you a few times. I know this is probably embarrassing for me, but I'm just, like, going to give it a shot because I feel like this could be something really special or whatever. Cute. So I'm like, oh, thank you. Because, like, I feel like normally when you ignore guys on the apps, they're like, okay, well, screw you, ugly. Like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I get like that. So I gave him my number, and we texted for a couple days, and then we made, like, a plan for a FaceTime date, and I got on FaceTime with him. From 7 p.m. to 2 in the morning. And as soon as I got off, I was like, intuitively, like in my gut, I was like, it's done. Like, done deal. This is like literally my husband. Yeah. So it just like went from there. And the entire time that we were kind of like, you know, we would like quarantine ourselves for a week and then hang out. And like that entire summer, I just was kind of like living in the end of our relationship. Like, I know that a lot of people say you gotta you have to put your best foot forward when you're meeting someone for the first time. I was so not doing that. I was like, <laughs> you're my husband. Like, you got to know who I really am. Like, I'm not going to put my best foot forward for that. Yeah, that's fair. That's and then fair. it just like went from there. And then uh, I want to say, God, I'm like screwing up my timeline. It was like a year and a half later we moved in together. And then a year after that we got engaged. Now we're engaged and living together and – I'm acting the exact same way that I was acting when we met in 2020. Okay, so you guys met back in 2020. You recently got engaged. How recent was it again? Um, on 11-11, November 11th last year. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Did you, like, intentionally plan it that way? Or, like, okay, yeah, he knows that. I'm, like, I'm into that shit. So he was like, okay, I'm going to wait till 11-11. <laughs> That's honestly 
schools. Like, that's amazing that, like, you found someone who's, like, super supportive of that. I I know. Even though, like, he doesn't, he doesn't really subscribe to that stuff. It's just, like, he knows that I like it. And now I get to say that I got engaged on 11-11. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you also (laughs) mentioned that you kind of manifested um, him. How did you do that? Like, what are... Like, what, what was the process like? So I think sometimes people manifest their person kind of like in advance before they meet. And I never really did that. I kind of just like got on the apps because I was bored and like didn't really have a full intention. But I think that once we talked, mm-hmm. um, I just kind of like knew intuitively like this is my husband. And then I started kind of like working towards manifesting progress towards like him being my husband so I would you know I I was hanging out with him and I was being completely myself I was not putting on a front I was just like this is Bria this is like your future wife okay like get used to it (laughs) but I was also like I would journal and I would like write in my journal diary entries from my future self so I would write let's say something that I wrote was like Will is taking me on a trip for Valentine's Day and he's going to tell me that he loves me for the first time. And like I kind of like went into the diary entry thinking that and I would I would write that, but I would also kind of like write something from like my future self as if it had already happened. So I'd yeah. be like, I went to Palm Springs and it was the best weekend. We did this and blah, 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 blah. Literally. And then like things started happening that I was writing and I was like – I am so powerful. No, literally, I love that. And I think that's a great point to kind of interject on because, you know, for anyone listening here, like, okay, I really want to manifest. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, that's kind of a great starting place is to write letters to your future self as if it's already happened. So, like, like you said, I'm so grateful today that I went to Palm Springs with XYZ. And even if, like, you don't necessarily have someone in your life right now where you're like oh like this is kind of person like i'd want to go do this with maybe like my partner or like if you're like trying to test better friendships be like oh my best friend i have some letters to my future self and i did this actually with my car that i have now um i manifested my tygon like at least a year before and i have like several entries where i'm like i'm so grateful i did this or like if i because i didn't have a car for five years fun fact um, yeah, I just had biked it everywhere. I walked. Um, but to be fair, also, I lived on a college campus. So this was not throughout college. Okay. So like, it wasn't like completely. And I also lived to five other girls. So like, if I was like, yo, like I'll give you gas money. Like, <laughs> Can you help me out? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like clearly unmentionable, but I will say when I was, when I would drive around with my friends and I'd see the car I'd wanted, but I have now, I'd be like, Oh, like there's my future car, you know? So like, yes. That's so those are some like tangible like first steps you could take and to be like my intention this is very specific even if you don't have like someone in mind right now you could just like write down a list of the characteristics which I was going to ask you you know before meeting your fiance do you have a list you're like okay I want my partner to look like xyz or like were you kind of just like no like personality I've never had a list um I do I have a type but yeah. like I didn't like go into it like okay he has to like have this and look like this and like be like this it was never really like that I just I swear it's seriously like this is a, a situation where it really did fall into my lap and I did not yeah. plan for it whatsoever which I you know I like I like that a lot because I also think that like one that's how you know like it's 
was a lot in alignment with you um, when those things kind of happen because that's typically how they usually do. Um, but two, I'll say this, I think almost sometimes going into manifestation, especially manifestation when it comes to love, like not having a specific sometimes can be better and beneficial. And I'll tell you why. I had this epiphany like a month or two ago. I, after I had broken up with my ex, because I actually manifested my ex, and he was everything I'd manifested, like, wonderful, everything, whatever, but he lives in Florida, and he doesn't, and I live here, and he, he would move to California, but only because, like, I'm asking him to move, so it's like, you know, it's like, as a person, I don't want him to do anything he doesn't really want to do, that's not the point, though, the point I'm trying to make, though, is, it's like, although I was so specific, and the universe delivered, the person I wanted, I think with that, having that in mind, it's like, okay, so this was within the universe's power. So it's almost like a rubber band. It's like, it's like when you snap the rubber band, it's like, you can't help the natural consequences that are going to come back from, you know, having, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like, um, tampering with that power. It's like, I understand I have access to that power and I can understand I have the ability to do that, but also like, I have to be able to understand and accept the natural consequences. So the natural consequences of that relationship was like, I got everything I wanted a person, but he lived 2000 miles away, you know? So I think that's something to be mindful of is like, you want to have control over a certain specific person, like situation, X, Y, Z, like that's fine. But also be mindful of, you know, what goes up and comes down. So like, you're kind of like surrendering in some sense of the power. If you want, like, if you want the universal power, okay, great. But you have to have the universal consequence. Um, so I think all of these are just very great, like things to be conscious of at least. I'm not saying like, I don't say that in like a negative way. I mean, like, it's not a fear about anything, but it's just like the natural flow in my opinion. Like, yeah, like, but you get For it. Sure. That's very interesting. Um, that's like a really interesting concept that, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I feel like sometimes with manifestations, you can be too specific and sometimes you can be too broad. And either way, you're going to get what, what you want. Yeah. And, like, sometimes if you don't specify, like, I want someone who lives here, like, you don't get it. And sometimes when you are too laser focused on a very specific person or a very specific thing, um, you get it and you realize like, oh, wait, I actually, I was not ready for this or I didn't want yeah. this. And then you have to deal with the fallout from that. I also would like to add that if anyone's like, oh my gosh, well, if my thoughts are going to manifest like my reality, what if I'm just an overthinker? I also think, again, it's what you give power to it. So if you're yeah. like, I'm not manifesting, I'm just thinking out loud. These are just thoughts and consciously detach, then you're good. You're solid. Yes, detach, like accept yeah. that it is normal. It's normal to have doubts. Like I, yeah. I mean, as a Scorpio, I feel like it's normal to overthink. Like yeah, we're going to have negative thoughts. It's all about just like recentering and like recognizing them and detaching and not giving them power because the truth is that you can never mess up what is meant to happen to you. Like nothing that you think will ever mess up your life path and what's truly supposed to happen so, like, just don't give them that power, which is easier said than done. Yeah. But it's important. That's so, just trusting and, like, exactly where you're supposed to be. And, like, it's so fucking cliche. And it's almost just, like, kind of like an egg when sometimes people say that. <laughs> yeah. In a more, like, practical sense, you know, I think about it like this. It's, like, I feel like we've all definitely had moments where we have either, either like, heard about something happening or, like, you know, been late and you're, like, 
Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. It's like, let's say you spilt your coffee on, like, as you're heading out the door, like, so, and so you had to clean it up, and then, like, a few hours later, you heard about a really bad accident that happened on, like, your route, right? It's like, what if, like, you spilling that coffee, it's, like, maybe not always that deep, but, like, sometimes it's, like, what if these, sometimes these, like, blocks that we think, like, oh, we're not supposed to be here, like, oh, this is, like, not supposed to be happening, especially in my path, like, what if those were intentionally put there to slow you down or to, like, because this is the path they were supposed to be on, like, everything is within divine timing, like, I don't think everything happens for a reason, but I do think that as long as we are living with intent and at least a greater sense of awareness, like, we're straight. The universe has got us covered. We're good. Just keep being intentional. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had a similar experience, um, kind of like what you're experiencing now. I was in a relationship for six years before this one, and we broke up, um, I don't know, like eight months before I met Will. But after that breakup, I was like devastated because I felt like my life path was like completely ruined. Like any plan that I had for myself was not happening anymore. It was all over. Like, what the hell am I going to do now? And now looking back, like I met Will, I met a professional photographer who like got me into modeling and acting and all of this stuff. And kind of like gave me the space to like do social media like my ex like hated social media and thought it was so stupid like and I kind of like had the space now to pursue my real passions and purposes and I never would have had that before so you kind of like look at things in hindsight and you're like I'm so glad that my path like didn't work out the way that I thought it was going to what you were saying is that you were just living a path of intent and trust is that what you're yeah in the summer yeah I was just like I was really in my like self-awareness, self-growth game at that time. And I kind of like had taken those couple months leading into the pandemic to like really get in touch with the law of attraction and manifesting and kind of like step into my power. And then once I did that, I just randomly like met this guy and it, it, I was at a place where I trusted my intuition so much that I knew it was right and I went for it. It it kind of sounds like from what you're saying is like when you were with the pre- that previous ex, he wasn't allowing you to be maybe your fullest authentic self or maybe yeah. there wasn't there anything, whatever. So it's like now it seems like when you got out of that relationship, you were just doing everything so authentically. And I think that's such a message in itself. It's like when you just be yourself, that's so simple, but it's also so powerful when you just live in authenticity, like the right people naturally will just gravitate towards you because you both are like on that same frequency so, you know, and I try to tell people that all the time. I'm like, you know, don't, like, don't, don't fake it. Don't fake it, like, in, like, the sense of where if you're trying to, like, attract to someone else because you're just going to attract the wrong things because everything's just yeah. about vibrations. I know. It's so hard to kind of, like, wrap your mind around the concept of being yourself. But yeah. it's so true that, like, once you step into who you truly are and who you're truly meant to be, things just start working out in a way that they had never worked out before. It's really crazy. I also think that um, understanding comes with age. Like, not to be super cliche, but I will say, you know, I could listen to this episode at 19 and be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, I definitely think I'd take, you know, some pointers from it. But I do think sometimes, you know, when you're in college, you just want to, like, you want to blend in some sense. You want to, you don't want to feel like the odd cheap out um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And so, you know, if there's anybody listening who is, feels that way with their friend group or 
just in their environment. Like that's understandable, but I do think that as long as you have that awareness that like, okay, I do want to like eventually move out of this space and into a space where I feel more authentic. Like I understand that. Like I was, that was me personally. Like I very much knew I was not being authentic during times about college, but in terms of just having a social friend, like group and like friends, like I definitely feel like I had to um, mold in some ways, but I, but I, but I'm intuitively in my head. I was like, okay, like I know this is not like the people for me forever. Um, but at least I had that awareness and I was like, okay, when there's a season, there's a time for everything. Right. Um, yeah. Sometimes it takes like time and perspective and yeah, yeah, like growth to realize like, okay, I actually wasn't really being myself and I actually did care a lot what other people thought about me and I did want to be liked. And now yeah. I'm at the point where like, I don't really care about being liked. Like, I know that I'm going to be liked by the people who vibe with me and I'm it's I'm not for everyone. And once you realize that you are not for everyone and not everyone's going to vibe with you, you can just like be yourself and not have that fear of not being liked as much. But it does take time. Like, I was the same way in college. I wanted to have friends. I wanted to be liked. I did what everybody else did. And you just grow out of it with time. Wrapping up our conversation here, what are some resources or creators or just resources for people who are looking to get into manifestation? I think that if you're a Redditor, like I'm I'm really into Reddit, joining the Neville Goddard subreddit. Uh, I learned a lot from that. I disagree yeah. with some of it, but um, listen to Neville Goddard's speeches, read his books. Like I, I literally will like listen to him just like on Audible and it's like his old speeches and stuff about just like raising your awareness and getting what you want. Yeah. Um, I also think The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz is the best book ever. Like if you are trying to, if you're still in the stage where you're trying to step into your own power, read The Four Agreements. It is a complete game changer. Um, I don't know. But other than that, I don't really, I feel like I don't really follow a ton of like manifesting girlies. Like I feel like I, you're the, really the only other spiritual person that I follow is that bad no I think that's smart I I really do because I think a lot of spirituality is rooted in intuition right yeah like spirituality there isn't just a one guide fits all you know not everybody will meet this part of themselves in this lifetime you know not everybody's going to embark on a spiritual journey some people don't even want to and that's like totally okay too I think like Honestly, in terms of following people and things like that, you have to be kind of mindful or like take everything with a grain of salt because everybody's experiences are so individual that what applies to them doesn't always apply to you. Like I found that a lot when I was getting into manifesting on TikTok, like a lot of the stuff that they were saying, I was like, I don't get that. Like that doesn't really make sense for my life. Like I get it for you, but you know, I don't identify. So just like take it with a grain of salt and just yeah. like do what intuitively works best for you. Absolutely. I think that's a great point to make just because there isn't, again, some step-by-step guide. There's definitely rituals and ideas that people can give, but I do think it is important to be mindful of what you're consuming because a lot of these TikTok creators are just recycling ideas, which I mean, mm-hmm. can't, I've never been guilty of that before. But what I'm saying though is like, because of spirituality is a lot of that is inrooted in intuition a lot of that advice is not authentic in a sense where it's going to like necessarily, it can connect for some people, but it's not necessarily going to connect for everybody. So like when you read it, like don't necessarily think it's like Bible, right? It's not, it's not going to like be like, okay, this is it. 
I think, and tell me if you agree with this, kind of just recapping here, I think the foundational steps to manifestation come from intention, self-trust, and learning to build upon your self-trust, placing yourself in discomfortable situations in order for you to grow and continue on that path. Practice mindfulness, practice awareness. Like, what is your why for not wanting to do things, right? What is your why for your decision? What choices are you making? Are they in alignment? Like, you know, the person you'd like to be. Like, if you are if you had to wake up tomorrow and you're like, okay, the highest and best version of myself, what decisions would she make? What choice would she make right now? Bria, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Where could people find you? Pimp yourself out. Okay, I'll pimp myself out. Um, I'm on everything Bria.Stewart. Stewart like the mouse, S-T-U-A-R-T. Um, on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all of that. Bria, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.